From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest John Nolan. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome once again to Felice Navipod. I am Tony Thaxton. This here is Rigby. Yes. Uh, guys, things are going to be a little different this week. First of all, thanks for joining us. Now that I have that out of the way, things are a little different this week. Don't get used to Rigby being right there because I'm going solo this week. Rigby did not... Uh, well, let me just say, things are different this week because, as you know, usually it's Rigby and I hanging out, sitting by the fire, decorating the tree, whatever the F we're doing. And uh, and then usually, unexpectedly, somebody shows up and either adds to the festivities or ruins our plans, depending on the week. Um, but this week, I found out that... My old friend, John Nolan, from Taking Back Sunday, well, in all of Taking Back Sunday, uh, we're going to be in town at the Palladium. And I haven't seen John in a while, and I really wanted to talk to him. So I thought to myself, I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood Palladium. I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood Palladium. Yes, sir. And ma'am. All welcome. Anyways, John Nolan, old friend of mine from the touring days. He's still in his touring days. And, uh, you know, tour is a busy schedule. And uh, he couldn't find the time to come over to see me in Rigby. So I said, Rigby, you stay home because... I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood Palladium. No, Rigby, I'm sorry. You gotta stay here. I'm gonna hop in my car and visit my friend John. I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood Palladium. I'm gonna hop in the car and visit my friend John at the Hollywood Palladium. John Nolan. Hello. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for uh, for giving me some time to come by and say hello. Of course. Happy to do it. Yeah. As as uh, before we started recording, I told you this is you're you're, uh, you're the first. You're the first remote remote location yes. interview. Yeah, it's very exciting. And yes. it, it it is sort of exciting because on the uh, 11 plus years of touring that I did, never played the Palladium. You get to see the uh, inner workings of the backstage of the Palladium. Yeah. Very cool. Which I I will say, 
As far as dressing rooms go, it's not bad, is it? This is this is pretty good because yeah. normally everyone always, you know, the usually usually the people on the on the younger end of your fan spectrum, they always are like very fascinated by the the backstage and they're like, can we can we come backstage? And you're like, you don't you yeah. don't want to see that. You don't want to go back there. I don't think people realize how boring it is backstage. Yeah, it's... they imagine a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? Because uh, we were always. Uh, <laughs> Basically, just if you were to come backstage, it's all of us sitting on our laptops, more or less. That's about it. We uh, well, at this point, it's pretty much all of us sitting on our phones, and we've just uh, you know, we're being more efficient, mm-hmm. just browsing the internet on our phone instead right. of a laptop. The other day, we were um, just <laughs> gathered around uh, watching old episodes of Seinfeld on Sean's laptop. Drinking beer, watching Seinfeld, getting psyched that's, for the show. That that's a, that was a regular occurrence for us. Maybe not around the laptop, but you, you know, stumble across them on the bus or something on yeah. the satellite. But oh yeah, that uh, especially with uh, actually, I don't know how well you know him, but my old drum tech is Jason is drum teching for the Used right now. Oh really? And he's like one of my favorite humans of oh, all time. So cool. Uh, and he's a big Seinfeld guy, so uh, if he stumbles across to... you guys doing this, he's going to be stoked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had many, 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 because I think, I feel like I remember, like, in our very earlier days of touring, I remember, like, Seinfeld coming out on DVD being a big deal at yeah. the time. Even though it was on TV all the time, the fact that you could have them ready to go and, whenever you well, wanted. Well, you could watch any episode you want at any time. That was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And I started buying every season, and then at a certain point, I kind of stopped, because I was like, well, you know what? This is on TV all the time, and I've seen all of these already, and yep. they're pretty expensive. Yeah. So I, I think I stopped around season four or, or so. Oh, you stopped when it starts getting good. I know, actually. I, I <laughs> probably missed some of the best stuff when I stopped. I think you need to get rid of the ones you have and <laughs> go to the other ones. Maybe I can sell them on eBay and then use that money to buy the better seasons. I think you're good. Yeah, I, 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 stayed, I stayed true and bought... I did buy you them all. all the However, the I will say, never touch them. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched I, And them. I love it. Like, I can always watch it. If I stumble across it, yeah. we'll watch it every time. But yeah. I don't touch those DVDs. Yeah, well, the thing is, there's so much on, online, you know, you can watch anything and everything, pretty much, that you want to, so... To go grab, go rummaging through your old DVDs is usually not the first thing you think of for entertainment. For sure. I don't, anyway. Especially, yeah. It was, because like, I remember, the, again, I feel like it's going to be a lot of me referring to the early days of touring. <laughs> yeah. But I think you guys kind of started around, maybe a little before Motion City did. We but, did, uh, like, our first proper touring in 2001, I believe. Like, okay. first, like, U.S., you know, outside of where we lived, kind of branching out. Yeah, it was 2001. Yeah, and I, I joined Motion City early 2002, so yeah. And that's when you guys started going? Yeah, I mean, they they had been kind of doing a few things here and there before that, but like, the lineup kind of solidified early 2002, and that's when we really started yeah. doing a lot more and touring a lot. But yeah, it's it's so funny to think about those days of touring, because, you know, you do it in the van, and you'd bring print out. MapQuest directions. Yes, that was very important <laughs> yep. before you leave. And uh, 
binders full of CDs yep. and, and some DVDs. Maybe. Actually, probably at that point, not even DVDs. In the van, we didn't bring DVDs because yeah. you couldn't really watch them. And I feel like laptops were obviously around, but they weren't what they are now, I feel like. Even though that wasn't that well, long ago. I feel like I don't re- think any of us had one. We didn't have one. They were probably more expensive. Yeah. And we were more poor. So oh, yeah, I think for that, sure. that meant no one really could afford a laptop at that point. Yeah, I think that's one of the first <laughs> things I bought when we signed with Epitaph. was like, I'm going to take some of this money and buy a laptop. Yeah. It's going to make life on the road a little more sane. Yeah, and, and it, it did for a little while. That was like, well, then, because then you could bring your DVDs and watch them on your laptop in the back of the van, you know, mm-hmm. you just put your headphones on and zone out for a little bit. Yeah, and then that when you get nice. to your hotel at night... Plug that uh, laptop into the uh, <laughs> the, the dial-up. Yeah, get some <laughs> sweet, slow internet. Uh-huh. Yeah, those days, uh, not really all that, that long ago. But it seems like it should be longer ago. It's one of those things that seems like forever ago and not that long ago yeah. at the same time. It's pretty amazing that how, how fast things changed with all that. Like It really is crazy to think about going to a hotel... And only one person at a time being able to use the internet because they had to plug into it, <laughs> and it being so slow. Yeah, you actually would have to like take turns. You're like, hey, could, could yeah, you can use I your computer off? for a second? I gotta get onto my AOL account real <laughs> <Yeah>. quick. <laughs> I gotta check Instant Messenger and see what's going on. Yeah, is is Instant Messenger still much of a thing? Do I you ever use it? No, I don't. I, I can't imagine. Why I feel like, like it's. I feel. I think it's maybe if you have. An office job. I feel like because like my girlfriend works at at uh, Side One Dummy Records, and I feel like she so she's at her desk, and I think she actually uses it, mm-hmm. which makes a little more sense to me. Yeah, I guess if, if you're, you're on the sitting, computer anyway. Yeah. But I feel like texting has kind of for the most part killed aim. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to when you can just text somebody. Why would you get online and <laughs> go to Instant Messenger? And they have to be online too. You know, it's the whole thing. It's a whole yeah. production. Yeah, because I remember even even when the iPhone first came out, I feel like I remember downloading that AIM app and like <laughs> yes. in, like using it like once. I was like, oh, this you is know, terrible. I'm just going to text people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, you and I, well, you and I and Sean in particular, go back quite a ways. Because I think yes. I think in the early days of Motion City, we uh, we did. I think we technically maybe played some festivals with Taking Back Sunday. In like the really early, like I remember playing the uh, This Island Earth Festival. Oh yeah! In like two thousand two. Two thousand. That's that was like right. that was like the first like really big thing we ever did. I remember. Yeah. I think that was the first time I ever saw you guys. Well, and that was big for us too because that was a lot of bands from Long Island, and we had all just started to like get big enough that we were headlining a festival on Long yeah. Island. Yeah. Because it was like you guys and brand new, yeah, brand new, and uh, who else was I on? Can't I know, like, I would figure like movie life would have had to be on. I think that, so. Right? Like, I know, like, and reunion show was going on around that time. Yeah, was yeah. actually was the used on that? I don't think they were right. I don't. think Oh, so. Thursday was on that. Was, yeah, I remember yeah. being more like northeast kind of right, bands. Right. It was pretty much based, not exclusively, but mostly with northeast bands. I think. Yeah. That was, so, so yeah, we played, and I, I don't know that I, we just knew of you guys, I don't think, but I don't think we actually knew you, but then, uh, you, uh, 2006, I think, then we, uh, you had started doing Straylight Run, 
Yeah, and I think we might have even done a tour in 2005. I don't know. Maybe 2006 was the first time. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty good with these dates. All right. Well, Just not to, not to tune my own horn, <laughs> but uh, pretty good with the numbers. Okay, so 2006 is that Straight Light Run tour. The, the uh, Campus Invasion right. tour. Right, the Campus Invasion. All colleges. That which, was an interesting tour. It's such a weird tour because I, I think it's one of those things that you can't really understand unless you do it. Mm-hmm. I think like if if any musician listens to this, like maybe you can't maybe understand like what it's like to play a college show and it's it's a little different than doing a normal show, but uh just because it's great, you get treated really well. Yeah. But <clears throat> uh you're stuck on this campus and there's usually nothing around. Yeah, even if you can walk to get out of the campus, which even that is probably talking about a half a mile just yeah. to get off campus then, you know, you're going to have to do another couple miles to get to where anything is. And then all the shows, or, or most of them I remember being in just, like, giant gymnasiums. Yeah, they're usually so, way too big. Yeah. <laughs> there could be, like, 2,000 people there or something, it but it looks, looks like, like nothing. nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I remember about that. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's, like, really when we started to kind of get to know each other. Yeah. And uh, you guys had uh, my still to... To this day, a good friend and lives really close to me now, uh, Christy Swales. She oh. was then, but now Christy Kanapko is married to Dan from OK Go. They're right. very good friends of mine now. And she was playing cello for yeah. us on that tour. Is that the only tour she did with you guys? It is, yeah. It is. Uh, I think. Uh, I think after that, we were trying to cut down a little bit on our... Uh, expenses, <laughs> right? Because I think at that point, if I remember, I think we had, well, maybe not. Did we have an extra? I think we were paying an extra guitar player, keyboard player, and having a cellist out on on that tour, if I remember right. Did you? I can't remember. Or maybe we just switched after that to just having an extra guitar player and, and keyboard player, and yeah, an all around uh, person to help us out. I can't. I can't remember exactly. I just. I just remember it was. It was funny because the tour we did bef- right before that, we literally went from this tour to that tour as we we were touring. And OK Go was on the tour before, and then Dan, the drummer of OK Go, was like, "You guys are going out straight light, straight light run next." Uh, my my fiance at the time right. is, is going to be playing with them, and so like we had just met Dan, found out that Christy was going to be coming on the tour, and then uh, yeah, didn't know her at all. And then, like I said, yeah, we're you know now eight years later or whatever yeah. it is, uh, we're we're uh, still really good friends. And uh, yeah, I I look back on that that tour fondly. Yeah, me too. It, it was, was fun. It was yeah, it was very strange because we would have all day with basically nothing to do and nowhere to go. Yeah, but and it was it would be pretty boring. It was that thing of of you know as tour can be where you just wait all day long and then you play the show but then nighttime we would have uh, big barbecues every yeah, night that everybody was would fun. just hang out just hanging out outside and it was it was MTVU's money I feel like buying buying bar- uh, meats to grill every yeah. night and uh, yeah we uh, we did alright on that too. yeah that was, was a good, good time and Brian Diaz was with you guys at that point he was who was uh, a, always a good guy to be on the road with and you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah, right? we go back to about 1999-ish. Nice. And Eddie goes back with him 
I mean, much further really than that. Time, yeah, right? yeah. Early 90s even, maybe. I don't know. Nice. Whatever the Edna's Goldfish era was. Yeah. Eddie was playing Mid to late 90s, with probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brian, Brian did the show before. And uh, it was fun. He's another one of my favorite dudes of all time. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I was... Uh, well, I, I already blew it because he came up naturally, but I wanted to just bring this up on its own. But I uh, wanted to ask you about uh, working at Meat Grinders on Long Island. Meat Grinders? <laughs> <laughs> Did he talk about that? Or he he didn't your... talk about it, but he and I were literally texting each other earlier today, and, he said, and I told him I was going to be doing this with you, and he said, ask him about Meat Grinders. Wait. We that bar there's a bar on Long Island called uh, Boss Croakers. I don't know if you ever went to that place. I don't think so. They had a fantastic wing special on Wednesdays. I think it was uh, ten cent wings, uh, all you could eat for ten cents. And um, but across the street from there, we used to go out and uh, we'd hang out outside there sometimes. And across the street, there was a place called the Meat Grinder. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I guess it was a place that literally just ground up meat and then like packaged it and sold it to people. And we would, we just made you know how it is uh, once you get a joke going and it just it just uh-huh. keeps coming up. Well, and have, every time we went I have there, though, so many of those at DS. Yes. <laughs> so we had this. The running the joke was you know like whoever works there you know every day they're getting up. It was ah. Uh, Another day at the meat grinder, you know, talking to somebody else, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And then that guy goes, no, you don't understand. I work at a place called the meat grinder, and I grind meat every day. So literally, every day is another day at the meat grinder. And somehow we made that joke last for 10 years. Uh, again, I, I totally understand, especially yeah. with Diaz. Yeah, we we have so many things that I think I, when he did the show, I was just constantly tempted to like <laughs> yeah. launch into this thing with him. I was like, this is going to make no sense to anyone. Even if we give it the backstory, yeah. it's not going to be funny to those people. <laughs> yeah, it's a, one of those you had to be there kind of thing. Right. Or a lot of them. No, like that's, that. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought I, that's still pretty funny. Still holds up. <laughs> yeah. Is the meat is the meat grinder still there? As far as I know, it's been a long time since I've been to Boss Croakers. Um, <laughs> that was more of a Boss mid two thousands thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, Boss Croakers. I don't know if it's the name of somebody who owns it or what. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like a like shitty Star Wars char- like yeah, minor character or something. <laughs> yeah, you'd only know the name if you bought the action figure because exactly. it's written on it. Which is how I know most of them. Yes. I have way too strong of a knowledge on that. And uh, if I remember right, and from conversations with Diaz, you have a strong knowledge of uh, 80s baseball players, such as uh, Mackie Sasser Mackie in particular. Sasser, yes. <laughs> Mackie Sasser. Uh, mostly Mets players from like 85 to 88 or so. Yeah. Um, and then some of the, the other stars from around that time. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's another one that we have. I think we've discussed that as well as uh, Brian I, Diaz. I was actually trying to remember earlier when I knew I was going to come and talk about you. I was just like thinking about dumb stuff to bring up. And I, were you? Am I remembering this wrong? We started playing this stupid game years ago, 
that just became known as now batting. <laughs> and where basically we would just be hanging out and then it turned into a text thing and a Twitter thing where we would attach a picture a picture of like that person's baseball card where it would like, you know, we just it, it started uh, is this familiar? Like, yes, did you I, I think in this? I think I was in uh, in the text message part of this <laughs> game, and yeah, and basically it was just like try to think of the most obscure mm-hmm. base player, yeah, baseball like, player like from the eighties. Huge that you all stars, possibly... not welcome. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, as obscure as you could possibly get. Yeah. I think Mackie Sasser was is about as as obscure as I was able to get. <laughs> I don't know if I can do better than that. You guys had some some real. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, well, you know, there. I think it, it started because the whole thing started with. I remember years ago being on tour. Diaz was there, and actually, that's what. You know, as I was saying, Jason, who's on this tour, try to play this game with him around. Cause, yeah, because he was in on this too, and he's great at it. Uh, it started because we had a day off on tour. And we had all, there was not a whole lot around, so we all ended up at a Hooters for dinner. <laughs> and uh, the Home Run Derby was on the TV while wow. we were there. And it just turned into, I don't know who started it, but at some point, one of us just started like chiming up, like, <laughs> as the next person was coming, like, now batting, <laughs> Candy Maldonado. <laughs> and it just escalated from there, and it's been going on for years now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that stuff. It, Taking Back Sunday actually named uh, a song that was one of our B-sides from our, our last album. We named a song uh, Mackie Sasser and Steve Balboni Ride Again. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think Steve Balboni was was he the Yankees uh, backup catcher or something? I like that? Don't know. I, he don't, he I didn't I didn't know him that well. That was more Mark, our our drummer, because he was a Yankees fan. So yeah, the, the name is familiar, but I can't he tell you like, anything about him. Definitely not. Uh, he probably didn't even start most games that he played in. You know, like he was second string something for the Yankees for three years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, my my well, I, I was a big. Were you a big baseball card guy then? I was, yeah, yeah all around was, that same that same period. Right, of time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like from like late eighties to early nineties, like that would like kind of took over my life there for a while. So yeah, yeah, that that's kind of just what the game is really is basically think of that like weird card and try <laughs> to surprise someone with that thing you pull. Oh, man, yeah, and there there were some cards that for some reason you'd always get. There's like be, they must have made a lot of certain players or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they'd always pop up, and you don't even know who it is, but yeah. then you remember that name forever because of that. That's something I've never really looked into, but there has to be something that because you know, like I mean, I get certain players being, you know, that went on to be like have these huge careers, so like it makes sense that their cards are worth more, but. There's also things like some cards just being more rare, though. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, like, How did they if there's design? a science behind all that. Yeah, for just random. It seemed like the more popular players, they must have made less cards of, maybe? That was... It, it always like Because yeah. it always seemed like the ones you got were people you'd never heard of. Those were the ones that came up all the time. Uh-huh. So, I remember having... Uh, so, I was also a big football card guy, also. And, uh... I can't remember if it actually came out in a series of, if it was baseball or football cards, but Score put out uh, one of like their the big cards they had in like 1990 or something was the uh, 
the Bo Jackson football baseball. Right, where he's holding the, uh, the, the bat with, with the, the shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yes, <laughs> who could forget that classic <laughs> baseball-football combo card. Uh-huh, because I remember getting... Maybe it was football then that put that out. I don't remember, but I, I feel like I remember getting like an entire box of unopened packs for like Christmas or something one year, and that was like all I wanted. Like, right. I was trying to get the set, but that's really what I wanted. Yeah. And being very upset when I opened that whole box and I didn't get one. Oh, really? Yeah. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> Life is hard sometimes. Yeah. That's what I learned very early on. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Jackson taught me a life lesson. Yeah, that Bo Jackson for a year or two there was about the coolest guy that I, anyone my age could imagine, I feel like. I kind of still feel that way. <laughs> yeah, I actually I saw a documentary on I was him just, not that, that long ago. Did you next, see that? The the thirty for thirty thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. He's very yeah, it's very impressive. It kind of reminds you how amazing that guy was. It's it's seriously you feel like you're watching a real documentary about a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so many of this, like, they'll start telling stories, and you're like, that didn't happen. And then they cut and to they the show, footage yeah. of it happening. Yeah, like he, and then he just jumped over a six-foot pile of people into the end zone. <laughs> and and the, uh, the one that I had totally forgotten about that is in that is when, he, uh, when he's playing baseball, and he, he's in the outfield, and the, the ball comes out there, and he runs up the wall yes. and catches the ball. Like, it's just like nothing, just... Runs up and then runs down like he, like, just like, yeah, yeah this is what I do. Yeah. No, no big deal. Just another day in the life of Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you've not seen the 30 for 30, Bo Jackson, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Watch, t- pause this, go watch it, <laughs> come back. <laughs> no, it, I think, I've, uh, yeah, I've, that comes up constantly with me and my friends. <laughs> One friend in particular, uh, just like I feel like every time we come out, our eventually before the night's over, it comes back to the Bo Jackson thirty for thirty. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, there's definitely a thing with people around our age um, who are into sports. We all, I think, got into sports at the same time in our lives, and then like probably like to varying degrees moved away from being into sports. But like, there's that shared thing that everyone has because of that three or four years of intense uh, oh, yeah. excitement about sports. <laughs> For sure. Do you, do you still have any of it? I, I, I've been watching baseball again the past couple of years. For a while, I, I didn't watch it. but um, Yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. Baseball is kind of the only, the only sport that I, I follow at this point. Uh, but it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun, like, especially because I'm older now. Like, uh, yeah. It's a very... Um, it's a very relaxing game to watch, you know. Like it's, for sure, it's very lengthy and a lot of times not very action packed. But yeah, and maybe there's also a comfort from like being a kid and and having some connection with baseball. But yeah, I can definitely sit through a three hour baseball game and enjoy myself uh, just fine. It's kind of nice. Yeah, are you are you still a uh, Mets fan? Then I, I am. Yeah, unfortunately, are they, I see. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know much about baseball anymore. My knowledge they, ends around ninety. Or something like that. Yeah, they they had they've had their uh, their years since '86. They've had their close calls with uh, getting into the playoffs and World Series, but they've mostly just been uh, you know massively frustrating to, to to be a fan of them. You know, it's like 
I understand. Even when they've done very well, like they just tend to, to like just blow it in the worst <coughs> possible way they could. They just have a knack for that. It seems like, <laughs> really? even though it's the change, the teams change. There just seems to be something about the Mets franchise that. Uh, yeah, I, there's there's a handful of those teams I feel like in every sport that's just like no matter what they just never quite seem to get it. Yeah, there's just something I don't know what it is. Yeah, because I, I know because I grew up I grew up in Michigan originally, but the closest uh, closest big city to where I lived was Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I grew up watching a lot of Cubs games. Right, and they're and, well, they're probably even more frustrating than the yeah. Mets because they haven't <laughs> won a series still since. Wait, did they win, or, or the, is it still since, like, 1912 or I something? Think it's, yeah, I think it's something like that. Again, I could yeah. very well be wrong, and I'm sure if I am, someone will let us know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, they still have not found their way. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I hear. Because <laughs> so I grew up, yeah, I, used, I remember, like, being in, like, middle school and coming home from middle school and turning on... WGN every afternoon and watching Cubs games when Harry Carey was yeah. still calling those games. Those are the days. And he was insane. And years <laughs> later, what I, hearing like that he was actually just usually drunk most of the time while <laughs> calling these games. <laughs> so I have a very specific memory of watching a game, and even like when I was a kid, thinking you're like, why did he just say that? <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> uh, I don't remember who it was in particular, but it was it was Dennis somebody was was playing the game, and they're up to bat, and Harry Carey just goes, Dennis spelled backwards is Sneed, <laughs> three and two is the count, and then just goes right like he's like it was just normal to say that. <laughs> yeah, just, that's a little bit of information for the viewers at home, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like so many people mostly know Harry Carey now as like the, the Will, Will Ferrell impression, right? But, but his, his impersonation really... is so good because yeah. it's so spot on. It's really not an exaggeration. It was that weird. Yeah, there's that one sound clip that I've heard uh, of him where it's like. Uh, Someone hits hits a ball. And he's like, "It's going long, long. It's it's going. It's way back. Oh, and it's out of here." Wait, no, no. He caught it. No, he caught it. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Yeah, like he proclaims the home run, and then immediately, I, I like yeah, like how do you make a mistake on that? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, that was uh, that. Yeah, that's a big that's a big memory growing up. Uh, was it, did, did the Mets have like a guy for you that was like on that level? No, or not, near that? not like that. They didn't really have that that personality. We had uh, uh, Tim McCarver was the was the yeah, big I know, guy. Yeah, Tim McCarver. And but he didn't really, you know, he was kind of a, a by the he's book still around, sort of sports right? guy. I think he's yeah. Still doing I don't know like... what he does now, but I, I've seen him. I don't think he's a Mets guy anymore. I but think he's, he's like a something. National guy. Like I feel Probably. like he like calls like. He rose through the ranks. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, he was our guy though, and uh, and there was another guy. I actually used to listen to baseball on the radio, which seems like such an insane thing now. Like to think of a ten-year-old just sitting there listening for two hours to a baseball game on the radio. But I love baseball that much, and uh, yeah, they had a guy named Gary Cohen, and he's actually on TV now. He he made his way up from radio to TV. Yeah. I guess there's some sort of system you have to, some sort of hierarchy uh-huh. in the sports casting world that you have to work your way up. <laughs> and he did it. He did it. Yeah, he good for it. him. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Well, yeah, yeah, we went off on baseball there for a while. But I was yeah. excited about it. Me uh, too. <laughs> Hopefully people at home are as interested in baseball in the 80s as we are. It's a, it's a specific audience, but those people <laughs> yes. that like it, I think really like it. Yeah. They're all going to be sending me... I hope... I welcome your now batting tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, that's the best when you, somebody sends one that's just like, I have not thought about that name since yeah. 1991. <laughs> it's good. So, uh, um, you guys are, uh, you had a, just had a new record come out. We did, and, uh, yes. You know, I feel like we'll do, we'll do some of the Some of the more, normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we more. don't really have to do that, but I feel like, let's at least mention it for a second. Uh, and now I'm feeling it like an ass. I, what, the new record is called Happiness Is. That's right. That's Correct. Yes. You, just you, you passed. Me. You passed. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And it, yeah, it just came out a couple weeks ago, and you guys just started uh, the tour. Yeah, we've been on tour with the Used for about two weeks now, and we'll continue to be on tour with them for I don't know, like another month or more. It's a very uh, long tour. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's been really good. The uh, the U's have an album coming out soon as well, so like both bands are, you know, gearing up again. And uh, this is the second show at the Palladium, right? You were it here is, last yeah. week too, right? Yeah, two sold out shows at the Palladium. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and actually, most of the tour is uh, sold out, which is uh, great. kind of amazing. We're doing like three shows at the Best Buy Theater in New York. New York. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's one of those where you kind of like, you know, not every tour goes this well. You know, this is one that's. It's like surprise everything is going surprisingly well. Right. Nice. Yeah. I kinda keep waiting for uh the other shoe to drop for some I don't know, something to just go horribly wrong, you know. It's, it's well, that's a good act. <laughs> yeah, that's a good it's a good way to approach good things happening in your life. Just be constantly fearful that something's going to ruin it. Okay, sorry. Thought we, we had the an, limit? I thought we had an Does issue it hit with a the, limit? Or? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're good. Yeah, I just had a, I, I tried to open something else to cue something up, but uh, you know what? Maybe I just not worry about that. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna try a little something. There's a there's something we do from time to time on here because I know it's it's not very obvious, but this show is kind of about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so from time to time we do a little something called the Christmas quiz with our guests. Okay. And uh, it's not about, uh, not about being right or wrong. Oh. It's really just about learning something. Okay. And uh, there's a theme song that goes with this. We're gonna find out how smart you is when you take the Christmas quiz. <laughs> Did you write that? Oh, yeah. Write and recorded that? Written and recorded. That's very good. <laughs> is it... <laughs> Like yeah, I feel like that's on like, like David Letterman uh, late show. You know what? You're caliber, not the first person uh, to say it. That the, the I think literally our first uh, guest we had immediately compared it to a Paul Schaefer number. Yeah, which you is a high that's praise. That's kind of what I, I was going for. So yeah. I'll take it. Um, uh, so, anyways, yeah. Again, Christmas quiz. Christmas quiz. It's not quiz. A, it's not about being right or wrong. Okay. It's just about learning something. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do it's it. It's just it's short and painless. But here we go. Question number one. Which is the following? Sorry. Which of the following is the name of a real city? Okay. Is it A. Santa Claus, Indiana, B. Chris Kringle, Kansas, or C. Christmas Cookie, Connecticut? 
I'm going to go with A, just totally guessing. Is it because it was the only one that didn't have alliteration? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe subconsciously. Well, you, you done good. Because that is right. Is that correct? Santa Claus, Indiana well, is a also, real place. I lived in Kansas for a while, and I feel like I would have heard uh, about uh, Chris Kringle, Kansas. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, the, only, the only thing I know about Santa Claus, Indiana, is apparently, I think they do embrace Christmas, obviously. No, they must. But uh, uh, Chicago Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler, is from Santa Claus, Indiana. Really? I'm, I am a football fan. All right. Bears, so I, I knew that. That's why I knew that city existed. Anyways, question two. Uh, what significant thing happened in 1841? Was it A, the first Christmas tree was in the White House? Uh, so as in the first time it, they had right. one in the White House. Uh, B, the first department store Santa? Hmm. Or C, Christmas became a national holiday? I would guess C on that one. You're one for one. Oh, it was actually the uh, first two, department guess, store, Santa. Oh man, see, I thought that would have been a little later. Yeah, well, you're kind of right in that sense because that was the first. It was a uh, J. W. Parkinson store in Philadelphia in 1841 mm-hmm. was the first department store, Santa. But uh, weirdly, no other stores did that until 1890 See, when a store in uh, Boston started. That's what I it. was thinking. <laughs> I had a feeling. I was close. You got Boston on your mind. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you were, you were almost right. Almost. Yeah. All right. But uh, almost is not, uh, does not count, really. Doesn't cut it in the Christmas quiz. <laughs> uh, question three. The original title of Jingle Bells... Was A, Jingle All the Way, B, One Horse Open Sleigh, or C, The Slaying Song? Huh. Against my better judgment, <laughs> I'm going to say C. John, I'm sorry. Uh, was it B? It was B. Oh, Is that see, what your gut was telling you? I was, my gut said, mm. but I for some reason felt like The Slaying Song... Sounded like something I'd heard before, but it didn't. Well, all I mean, everything is a lyric in the song, right? But uh, yeah, the actual the answer was B. One horse open sleigh, written by James Pierpont in eighteen fifty seven. Uh, it was called One Horse Open Sleigh, and was for some reason written for Thanksgiving, not Christmas. <laughs> That's odd. I don't know why, uh, but uh, yeah. That's the deal. All right. Well, I'm not doing very well so far. It's all right. Again, not about right or wrong. It's about <laughs> learning something. And I do love... I feel like this happens every time. Like, I, I really am delighted by how serious everyone starts <laughs> taking this. <laughs> uh, so, oh, wow. I actually uh, kind of screwed up on this one. Let me, see, let me see how well I work under pressure. From the trying to play the intro song, the answer is not very well. <laughs> Um, but let's let's try and fix this. Let's see what happens. Uh, question four: What do Germans hide in the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve? I bet it's something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is it A. Underwear, B. Pistachios, or C. A pickle? Hmm. I'm gonna say pickle. You're back on track. All right. You're back on track. Uh, 
yeah. I don't know why. Well, that that was one of the weirder options, so maybe that's why I went. With well, that. the other two were uh, made up off the top of my head because oh. I forgot to fill in those <laughs> as I was. As long as you know the right answer. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently then the first child to find the pickle in the morning receives a small gift. Hmm. So, yeah, that's the thing that happens. Uh, and apparently, Christmas is a time for hiding things. Because the last question is about families in Norwegian households. They <laughs> hide what item after Christmas Eve dinner? A. Brooms. B. Underwear, or C, a pickle. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say brooms. Closing it out strong. All right, that's good. Closing it out strong, because uh, the families hide them so that witches and other mischievous spirits will steal them to terrorize the town. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> that old thing that we all worry about mm -hmm. every Christmas. Yeah. It's good to know it's not just a problem in the U.S. Yes. It's happening over there as well. Hide so. the brooms. <laughs> Hide your broom. <laughs> like, wouldn't the witches have their own broom already? You would think they come prepared with their own broom. Because, like, yeah. how are they getting there otherwise? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not going to fly looking, without a broom. They're hoping to upgrade or something, maybe? Yeah. Like, they're hoping you have a nicer broom than what they brought. They're in. always on the lookout for a new broom anywhere <laughs> they can find it. Of course. Well, you know what? <clears throat> you fared right. I think you, you I finished... I like 65%. Yeah, you were, you, were, so, uh, uh, you were three and two. Okay. Which, you know, if you were in the starting rotation, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I'll let it, I'll let it pass. And uh, that was the Christmas quiz. Closing theme song. We just found out how smart she was. Christmas quiz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's the only reason at this point that that segment exists. I feel like is because just to I play just the theme I just song. enjoy playing the theme song for people, it and it usually funny. gets the reaction I want out of it. So <laughs> it's good. That is very funny. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're I think that was that was a good time. Did we cover everything we needed I to think, cover? <laughs> I think we we 80s tackled baseball. Most of the, yeah, 80s baseball. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Brian, a little bit of Brian Diaz. Brian Meat grinder. Diaz, yes. Um, actually, you know what? I will ask you real quick before we wrap up, uh, just because I know you are now a father. I am. And uh, I just so I like to ask this sometimes when when I have I've had a few fathers on in the past. And uh, is is Christmas a, a big big deal for you now, being a father? Or uh... well, um, my son is only a little over one and a half, but. I definitely can tell already that once he gets old enough to know what Christmas is, that it's going to be make it more exciting yeah. uh, to me again. Because, I don't know, not everyone agrees with me on this, but I, to me, once I got to a certain age, Christmas kind of became more of a pain in the ass <laughs> to me. Which, <laughs> my wife makes fun of me for that. Actually, a lot of people think that it's, very, uh, it's a very scroogey thing to say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but, you it, know, it when you're an gets adult, more difficult when you're older, yeah. you just, you gotta get a bunch of stuff for people, and you don't even know if they want it, and, right. you know. Well, and you live, uh, are you living in North Carolina now, I am, right? yes. And, but you're from New York, so from is, New is York. most of your family still in New York? Yeah, yeah, we still yeah. go back, we alternate between my wife's family right. and mine. Yeah, which that always makes it harder to do. Yeah, like, and that's then there's it, always the, the travel yeah. thing around Christmas time. That's really the, the thing that bothers me, because I... 
obviously been doing this show, I am a fan of Christmas. But yeah, the 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 travel side of it, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, but once uh, once he gets older and like he knows what it is, it gets it's got. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's already kind of amazing, even though he doesn't quite know what's going on. But just to, you know, he get you can tell he's excited by the uh, whole idea of ripping presents open and then playing with the toys and stuff. So, yeah, maybe it'll inject a little holiday spirit back into me once he's uh, old enough to get psyched. Nice. I think so. <laughs> I think you. it will. And from, from what I hear from everyone else, that definitely kind of rejuvenates, yeah. rejuvenates your feelings on the, on the, on the situation. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Nice. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having it's me. good to see you again. You and, too. Uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. You too, thanks. Alright, thank you. Oh, John Nolan. I like that guy. And I like you for listening. Is that weird to say? Yes, it is. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna say it again. Uh, as always, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe. As I always say, leave us a nice review on iTunes. You know the drill. Uh, you know it, but you're not doing it. 12 reviews on iTunes right now. I know there's a lot more than 12 of you listening to this. Pick it up, people. Pick it up. Uh, but yeah, huge thanks to John Nolan for... Actually, no, not coming by. For letting me come by. Uh, and see him and the rest of the guys. Uh, Taking Back Sunday is on tour right now. Unless you're out on the West Coast, I think you uh, have a good chance of still catching them on their tour. Uh, the tour goes through uh, late April, so you got some time if you're anywhere but the West Coast. And uh, go out there. They just put out a new record, as we said earlier, called Happiness Is. John Nolan's on Twitter, at the John Nolan. And uh, Taking Back Sunday is also on Twitter. TBS Official, at TBS Official. Uh, did I say John Nolan on Twitter? I meant at the John Nolan on Twitter. Get it right, me. Uh, speaking of me, I'm on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. The show's on Twitter at Felice Navi Pod. Follow both of those. Um, nothing really else going on. I gave you John Nolan and Taking Back Sunday's tour dates. I don't have anything. Uh, but I do want to let you know Christmas will be on December 25th this year. So uh, that's going to do it for another week. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. I've been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas. From-